I'm Andrew. And I'm Jaden. And we love video games, and we're going to talk about them. This is the first episode of Gaming Ever After, and it's a bit of a hello. The theme of today is five games that made us, right? Yeah, I struggled. (laughs) (laughs) I just out the gate want to say I struggled. Okay. Um, It's hard to sum up your entire video game tastes by five games, right? Yeah, well, because some of it's like you get stuck in recency, right? Mm -hmm. And then I just was like, okay, top five games, what am I going to do? And I was like, no, it's just not really right for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's, well, hang on. Let's talk about what you interpreted the topic as. Because so you I, just said top five games, which is not what I've been saying. I know. Yes. I, that's how I think my brain went into it. Because mm-hmm. when I first thought about it, I was like, games that made me would, of course, be the games that I loved the most. Mm-hmm. Because those would then shape who I am as a player and, and what I play going forward. Um, but then I threw that out the window because the <laughs> list of five was mm-hmm. like 40. Right. So... Um, then I had to change my mind and kind of like fit into a box of five. And I landed somewhere around uh, five defining sort of genres because mm-hmm. it's it's not like a game genre in the sense of like, oh, uh, you know, this type of game or that type of game, but mm-hmm. um, just like different categories, I guess is a better word. Okay. To- so you have an entry for each category that you kind of yes. enjoy. Yes, okay. yes. Or that no, defined the no, no, genre. No, for that you. defined the me mm-hmm. and my oh, okay. love of that category. So okay. cuz the categories as we will get into them mm-hmm. are buckwild. <laughs> <laughs> um, some are genres, some are just mm-hmm. very broad and simple and I had to okay. very I had to really real really work hard to make this work. Okay, well let me tell you how I thought of it coming in. I kind of went with Games that had an impact on me early, so they're all older games, mm-hmm. but they left a, an impression on me that would then go on to define the kind of stuff I like later and what I like about the games, like what future games would take from them mm-hmm. that I follow and enjoy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the premise for my list. Okay. Um, and like not even, some of them are my favorite games, but like I wouldn't... There's a lot of them I wouldn't play today, right? I wouldn't be like, you need to play this. I would be like, no, this introduced me to a concept that I went on to love, right? So that's really ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because this Don't you is think? a little too ironic. Um, it's like, right! You're not allowed, not allowed to, to sing, sing with me! <laughs> You just fucking knew what I was about to do. You saw me take a deep breath. It's like I did it on purpose. Go. <laughs> um, so that's really funny for me because my list um, is all games I would play over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over. I think that is interesting. Um, as as true that paints us as a team. I think. Yeah, like yeah. I, I I think that this is the truth for the nature of most of for for us for most things mm-hmm. is that. We are very on like opposing ends of things that we mm-hmm. enjoy playing, even though like there's so much that we there's overlap. Yeah, but... there's overlap. And sometimes they complement each other as well. So, for instance, yeah. like in Fortnite, 
like there are strengths you bring to the team, like you know, paying being attention hot. to the map, being sexy, yeah, That's twerking, right. yeah. a lot of emotes in real life. I did learn my sidebar because this is a cute story. Okay. Um, do you remember when I we so that dance that emote that I use for whenever we win a game? Yes. Um, that is the uh, dance you did on the first season when they introduced bots and you win that first game no matter mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. and and they oh, auto they automatically make you do the dance, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, this is going to be my fucking wind dance forever. Yeah. But do you remember when it would play off every single time and Ainsley would start like mm-hmm. dancing to mm-hmm. it? And then, because then I had to learn the f- fucking dance. And so now I yeah. get up and do the dance as and I, now, yeah, yeah. as I'm screaming. Now Ainsley is indifferent to most things, but yeah. for a long time, she also danced to your, to your emote. Um, and it's, it's a staple of what you do. In that game. Yeah. So because we're there, Mm-hmm. And because I think that um, it's easy to kind of transition to, do we just want to start with one game on the list? Yeah, and go back and forth maybe? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did categories, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know you did games kind of retro that mm-hmm. kind of built you. But for me, I one of my categories was... Um, most time spent Ooh, okay. in a game. And I think it was kind of perfect that we just get got the year wrapped because... <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, Xbox, PlayStation now, just like Spotify does, they give yeah. you a wrapped report of like what your year in gaming was. And now we're like, yeah, you know, it's, I gotta, it's fun. It's a I, nice like, oh yeah, I did play that this year. Yeah. Oh, I did put 80 hours into that this year. Um, So... I really got to dig into it because mm-hmm. something about it seems wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm the only thing I can think of is that, that, that there are, so I pulled both, right? I pulled my mm-hmm. PlayStation first and I was like, man, I really wish there were an Xbox one because I feel like my PlayStation numbers are going to be really low because mm-hmm. we got an Xbox last year. So, yeah. so this will be the first year that I was like dual gaming on both of those consoles. Um, and so I was like a little worried it, it pops eight, 1800 hours, mm-hmm. um, and only like 20 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was like, I don't know, like, let me look. And then I, so turns out Xbox had one too. I roll mm-hmm. my Xbox and there's another 1500 hours <laughs> and 31 and 30 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I topped out at 51 games and like 3,300 hours, mm-hmm. but 3,300 hours as my friend Christian so eloquently pointed out to me is five months straight. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. So the only thing I can think of is that perhaps my Minecraft hours got doubled because mm. of... It included both. Because yes. Microsoft owns Xbox and mm-hmm. Microsoft also owns Minecraft, but Minecraft, I primarily played Minecraft on um, PlayStation. PlayStation. The problem is, is that the numbers aren't the same. So they, they're both they roughly up. around 400. Mm-hmm. So that still has me sitting around 2,900 <laughs> hours, which is, you know, I honestly think it's probably pretty accurate if I really think about it. Um, Just because when I look at how many hours I put into the top games that kind of are adding up to those hours, um, they all kind of check out. Okay. So, um, yeah. So 120 days. So (laughs) here's my thing. I easily put, I easily, so, but here's the thing though. Think about it. If you think about it this way, I easily 
easily put two to four hours mm-hmm. a fortnight in mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Every single day. My fortnight hours mm-hmm. were 841. That is pretty accurate, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's a big bulk. For a year. Yeah. 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 A one solid game took 800 of those you sure. know, 2,900 hours, yep. um, which seems pretty on brand mm-hmm. um, because. And just to like explain our gaming habit, like we really don't do anything else, right? Yeah. We don't yeah. watch TV, really. We're watching One Piece, but that's like rare at this point. We don't watch movies. It's basically yeah. mostly gaming. Even our socializing is is tied yeah. to gaming, so yeah. a lot of online socializing through gaming. Yeah, um, we don't go anywhere. We mm-hmm. don't do anything. I think <laughs> what happened is, honestly, for us, we had one TV, mm-hmm. one PlayStation, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, yeah. right? And we got a Switch, mm-hmm. and I went so fucking hard on Animal Crossing as mm-hmm. everyone did, sure. as you're wanting to do, because yes. that game was ser- somehow serendipitously came mm-hmm. out when we all needed it. Um, that and Death Stranding, yeah, <laughs> it came out and, at like the perfect time. And I think you and I just at that point decided, like, we already weren't really big travel people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a two year old, we didn't go anywhere, so we were like let's just get a second TV. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, let's just get a second PlayStation. Because up to that point, we would do split screen games yeah, as much as possible. Yeah. So, and then... Which, holy fuck. Yeah. We played through like Borderlands. We played through all of Borderlands. With split screen. We played I mean, through all wild. of Borderlands split screen multiple playthroughs. <laughs> yeah. So we could play every character, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just realized that I never, I didn't put a category. I really want to add a sixth game, but not because I don't want a sixth game. I, I, we're going to talk about a sixth game. Um, we'll do an honorable mention. Sure. It is, what I mean by that is that it's a sixth game for both of us. Oh, uh, okay. Because I, there's a category I didn't add on here, which was um, game for us. Oh, uh, okay. Category. One that defines us. Okay, yeah. we'll do that I know, on the fly. I know what, the, you know I know what, what my game is, so I'll be interested to hear for yours. But, okay. So we got a second TV. Mm-hmm. We got a second PlayStation. Um, and that time we had two PlayStation 4s. Yeah. Um, and that transformed us. Yeah. Like when, we, can't, we can't go back. Yeah, that. I could never go yeah. back. So we just had two TVs next to each other, two PlayStations, sitting on a couch, mm-hmm. um, playing games, and, and that really transformed us both as this is this is what we do for fun yeah um together separately mm-hmm. um and we don't go on vacations we do staycations where we just literally camp out on the couch so right. I, I do think while i think that there might have been some overlap in my minecraft hours i do genuinely think that my hours are probably pretty accurate mm-hmm. um because there will be days where I'll spend at at minimum every day at least four hours yeah. um, playing Fortnite with by sure. myself with my friends etc. And then we have um, you know many 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 a weekend where it's just twelve straight hours of right. whatever hyperfixation gain that I've mm-hmm. gone hard on. So for my first category, it was most time spent. Yeah. Um, and that game for me is probably for, Fortnite has now eclipsed Destiny. Um, where I have a ton and ton and ton of hours in Destiny, but this was, you know, at this juncture, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
it has now eclipsed basically any game I have ever played in hours spent actually playing it. Yeah. Um, and it I, really is that cultural thing. It really is like a place to hang out while you do other things, you know? Yeah. And it's only evolving into it's, that direction more with it's the a new game modes. It's a place where I met friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Longtime a, friends that we now reference, you know, like... I was just thinking about the Maya Drop Squad. Oh, my God. What was the what was the whole full chant? Um, so, uh, something on Grotto? Ma- something. Gr- Grotto, Ma- Maya. Maya Grotto Drop Squad. Maya Grotto Drop Squad. You know, we had our team, and we would all dress as Maya, the skin of Maya, which was like, you know, a customizable character at the time. And we had a great fucking drop in yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, and we the just, Grotto Drop was great. It was great. And we just My fucking Grotto drop squad. Yeah, Fuck. we would just all chant they, like this, team to three a, to four. We would be chanting yeah, yeah. as we fucking rip through. Oh man, the grotto. Um. Yeah, I mean, one of my really good friends now who met me in Seattle for my birthday, mm-hmm. we met on yeah. Fortnite. I mean, like that game brought us together. Like mm-hmm. we have a mutual friend, yeah. but it we only started talking because we were both, you know. Uh, Fortnite gamers Mm -hmm. and now like I don't think I could imagine a life without like Jess in it right so like like I'm talking about how I can plan for them for her and her husband to live (laughs) near us so that we can like oh like let's all just move to Savannah Mm -hmm. um so yeah Fortnite has been transformative and has made me as a gamer in that regard that I mm-hmm. just can spend so much time in it. And even now, like with like, this is why it was kind of perfect because I did make this list like weeks ago. But right. now with this um, Lego and in that time, they released a new mode that trans fucking forms what you do in that game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so now, you know, there's going to be whatever the Lego Fortnite's going to evolve into. I will say that today I basically beat Lego Fortnite. So um, my hope in, in is that they kind of transform it into uh, and, and update it mm-hmm. more frequently with more things. But You would hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's ironic is I a couple years ago, Minecraft may have been what this is now, right? For you. Um, it's in the running for most hours, right? Yeah, so Minecraft was second for me on mm-hmm. on my my still yeah, yeah 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 for sure still even though half of the year I didn't even play right. it um, it is I think my Minecraft hours were uh, four hundred and something mm-hmm. on PlayStation and then it says three hundred and something on Xbox which. Here's the thing is like, that could be true. There was a period of time where mm-hmm. I was just playing on Xbox just to try it out because I wanted to be able to. But not that long. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'd yeah. be. It, that's the only thing that has me questioning it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so at bare minimum for sure, 400. And that's just really, again, because it was like this big social piece for me. Mm-hmm. I was spending time playing with friends, doing dumb jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Mostly dick in nature. Uh, all Literally, dick. yeah. All yeah. dick in nature. Sure. Um, so I, that's nice my favorite ice. 90s rap group, yeah. All Dicks in Nature. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my first category, Fortnite. This game did make me in some regards. It's not, I like... There, I enjoy no other battle royales. <laughs> yeah, we've tried them. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I could play an Apex. I could mm-hmm. play like PUBG. Or yeah, I just it's not it's mm-hmm. it's the it's not for me. There is a silliness to Fortnite that I just appreciate. 
Yeah. There's not there's not a lot of blood. It's just like really fun. And it's just really wild the IP that they've collected and that yeah. are just freely roaming around, you know. Really wild stuff. And the their formula of just constantly like recycling or putting in new it's never the content. Same for long, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never the same for long and you have to adjust and you have to find the new gun that you like and you have to find the new drop that you like and you have to find the new meta for you, right? Mm-hmm. And and um <laughs> the meta. Yeah, I it's mean, just so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, what is our movement? And it's what funny our, when you're not doing the when you're not doing the meta. The people who use the meta are douchebags. But when you lean into the meta, we're like, you well, know, we're still yeah. celebrating. We're that all win. fucking using hammers. Yeah, now. yeah. It's all hammers now. It's all hammers. It's all it's katanas. Hammers all the way yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, it's hammers all the way down. <laughs> um, that's fucking good. And uh, so yeah, that's my first game, Fortnite. Okay, so I'm gonna start. I have a kind of a chronological order by their release. My childhood, games came to me when it was time to come to me. Like, I I have no recollection of when or how I got systems, right? I would, there are just periods of my life where I have a system and I have certain games. How those came to me, I, I don't really have much recollection of. Because your family, you know, wasn't well off. So they were right. not, like, buying you Segas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, I did move from place to place. And early on, my, when my, like, I was moved from, like, my grandma to my dad to my mom, like, every few months sometimes. Or, like, you know, that relationship of where I was living, quote, unquote, and who I was visiting constantly changed, right? And so there was a time where I had the most stable part of my childhood where my mom and her boyfriend had a house, and I live with them, and I went most of elementary there, right? There was like a long period where my life was pretty stable. And I do have a memory of a Christmas where they bought me a Sega Genesis. Mm. And it was sweet. It yeah. was sweet. Came with yeah. Sonic 2. Yeah. Yeah. And it blew everyone away. I remember the adults being, because it was like new technology at the time mm-hmm. and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, But other than that, I really don't know where any, uh, I had every system at some point. Until I, like, started That's buying wild. them on my own. Yeah, there were times I had Nintendos, Game Boys, Segas, Sega yeah, Saturn. Yeah. Uh, I never had an N64. I kind of dropped off Nintendo for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Same. Well, yeah. for in my household, we I got the one, you know, so I had a Sega. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I had Sega Genesis. And then I had a Game Boy. And then yeah. I had a Game Boy Color. But we kind of did, me and my neighbor, my I have, I have two neighbors that... We, we kind of did this thing where it's like they got like Dreamcast and I got yeah. Sega and then we would not get the same consoles or the same games so that we mm-hmm. would could share or could be at each other's houses. And this was when we were kids, like we didn't we didn't lock our front doors. Like right. we just walked into each other's houses like yes. we lived there to come Absolutely. play video games. And yeah. and um so I also kind of skipped out on a lot of Nintendo. There's mm-hmm. like a big gap in Nintendo that I didn't yeah. play. Um there's like a weird bubble of PC that I played. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a really weird. Me bubble. too. Now that you mention it, I played a lot of Doom. Like yeah, Doom, Doom was a part of my Duke life. Duke Nukem. Yep. I did. Where the in the world Baldur's is Carmen Gate. San Diego? Oh my god, that game <laughs> fucked. That game fucked me. That so game fucked me at two. I loved. it. I sunk into that. Do you yeah. remember Wiggins' writing? Do you remember this? Hmm. It was actually like educational. It was a bookworm named Wiggins, and it was just tools to write. 
This is making a lot yeah, of yeah. sense. I played it for <laughs> is this hours. A, is this this a isn't game on my list, by the way. <laughs> this is a game about your life. Yeah. Um, Wiggins a bookworm. Yeah, a lot of there was a lot yeah. like that. Um, the PC world. There's was wild. a. There was a. Babe, there was a. I'm sorry to interrupt, but there was a Star Trek point and click adventure game. What? Yeah, and it was like I think maybe Deep Space Nine. Anyways, it was just no, an adventure. Could game. Could not have. Maybe. I don't I really guess. remember. Yeah, but I I do remember like. You had a phaser and you never used it, but you walk into one screen and there's an enemy and you have to click as soon as you can to shoot with the good. phaser. Yeah. Good, good, good. They made sure you use that phaser. Um, so what's your fucking game? My first game came out in 1992. Okay. And a lot of these games you're going to hear, like, I saw them in the wild first and then I had I willed them to my life somehow, and I don't yeah. remember how. So yeah. I get invited to this kid's house, just a neighborhood kid, as we did back in the day. And he's like talking to me as we're going. He's like, "I can't like beat this game." It's like I just can't beat this game. Like maybe you, could you help me try to beat this game? I'm like yeah, I don't even know what it is. We walk in, and it's The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past for Super Nintendo. He can't get past the introductory castle, <laughs> Good. which is like the very first thing. I have no idea. In retrospect, I'm like, this is like a tutorial, like you know. So, is this when the game came out? So you were like six ish, or I was, was older. This, you were older. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a little. It was a little. Like I said, like I'm not. I'm not discovering these games as they come out. Mm-hmm. Like. Somebody had them, and then they came to me, right? Mm-hmm. So who knows? I'm maybe 10. I'm old enough to be roaming the neighborhood, which could have been 5 to I 10. I was going to say, yeah. could have been 5. 5 and up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in this kid's. I immediately help him beat this castle, like within minutes. And he goes, he is blo- He's like, blo- oh, my God. He's like, I've been playing this for months. I don't know how to beat it. And he's like, I came in right away and beat this game. And then... And I never play it again. And it's months and years. Now I'm a teenager, right? And ROMs are a thing. Mm -hmm. Emulation, right? So now, like, the world is open to me. And I download this game, and I fucking fall in love with it. And it's it's the formula. The top-down Zelda formula, right? Yeah. So what, what this game does for me is this, and it's a concept I've been trying to like really put into words, but is this idea of a diorama that you pick apart slowly over time, that mm. you tease apart. And it has like a finite space. And there's also a theme through these games where you can discover its secrets just by poking around, right? You're not, you don't look anything up. So you, you're but- just tearing the thing apart. Right. This is great because mm-hmm. I have never played this game. Yeah. I've never played any top-down Zeldas, as mm-hmm. you know. Or now, you know, our listeners do. Yeah. Um, but thinking about you as a player mm-hmm. looking for secrets mm-hmm. and, like, turning over every stone and mm-hmm. looting every chest and breaking every barrel or... Yep. Vase, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, I just can't imagine that you as that character or as that person because I feel like now you're very like turn a corner, keep on going. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I do it when I'm interested. Well, you know, here's why though. 
It's because games have become so inflated mm. that the time it takes to search all that stuff, like, I'm not interested in putting that time in anymore. Yeah, yeah. Where, unless it's Dark Souls. Unless, well, Dark Souls rewards that shit. Yeah. In a way, and it's finite. There isn't, yeah. you know, you can poke around Dark Souls and find everything, yeah. really. Yeah. Well, Where, re- remember when in Elden Ring we're in that castle and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, a part of this ledge over here is broken. <laughs> and I just walk over to the ledge and I walk over to the ledge and I look down and I'm like, hey, I, I think that's, yeah. I think I can jump down. And you're like, no, you're going to die. You're going to, you're like, you're immediately going to die. Yeah. I jump down, the fucking rocks break below me and I land down. I'm like, I'm alive. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck just yeah, happened? Yeah. And like, it really does. Like they, they are very good at rewarding secrets so, like that. So. And this is where I love top down 2D Zeldas for mm-hmm. this reason is because the scope is usually in control. Mm-hmm. And the, the pace at which you explore is like, far more rewarding for the time you put in where I find that like any 3d exploration, your time from a to B like exponentially grows just from getting there, let alone exploring right where a 2d Zelda is like screen to screen. And there's probably a secret or two in that screen. Mm -hmm. Right. And it takes a few minutes to get through those. So that was like my peak era of like, the rewarding exploration of really picking apart a diorama, which is mm-hmm. the feeling I I just chase, you know. Mm-hmm. And basically all all two D top down games, that's the feeling I'm looking for is that that dense, you know, mm-hmm. picking apart and exploring. So, and this was the first game to really blow blow it out of the water. Not to mention like incredible music like iconic music on a on chiptune level you know they're doing orchestra level stuff with a with a chip you know chip set um the dungeon design is incredibly rewarding where it's like again like a little puzzle box like Mm -hmm. we you and i we play adventure games every night before going to bed Mm -hmm. and a lot of those games were picking apart a puzzle box right yeah zelda 2d zeldas do that to a t where Rooms are linked where there is a constant aha moments. Yeah, yeah. And the way they introduce tools over time and expand on those concepts is just masterful. And I think that that's what that series to me is really about. Yeah, it's funny because if I could have had a sixth category, mm-hmm. it would have been the roguelike. Yeah. Because I feel like that that formula that you're talking about mm-hmm inserting in the roguelike of a of a pixel dungeon mm-hmm. that i mean is truly a find the the point is to find the secrets right like mm-hmm. you know you don't know what any of the scrolls are you don't know if the the walls break you don't know what's going to happen when you jump and then the once the formula is there mm-hmm. um and you do know but you know i and maybe i'm just coming to this now but i think pixel dungeon is my favorite roguelike probably by far it's incredible and i think it's because of its scope yeah like you're discovering that like it's brilliant that the same five scrolls do something different and you don't know until you use them kind Mm -hmm. of or Mm -hmm. you use a spell to identify or something but the scope of that each run you're like you're kind of getting that dense exploration per run and i think yeah or cats are. Hi, BB. Hey, hi, BB. Can I let BB in? <laughs> sure. Okay. Cat break. Cat break. We're back from cat break. Meow. So let's move on. Okay. 
What is number two on your list? So when you first started talking about what your first game was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then when we started getting into it, I was like, God, I have a perfect segue, but I, 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 I'm going to hold it. I'm going to mm-hmm, hold it. I'm going to mm-hmm. hold it. I'm going to hold it. Because my next category was truly um, the, the classic game that defined me. Okay. The very beginning, taking you back, which is, you know, we didn't see each other's notes on, mm-hmm. on how. So, you know, had we, we maybe could have aligned our classic genres together, but okay. I all, I had started with a smirk thinking I would have lost my fucking mind if it would have been the same for both <laughs> of us. Um, and it was, there was a nice little segue in there because for me, the classic game that really defined my repetition, that defined me being able to sit down and play the same game for 400 hours mm. straight and never getting sick of it mm. was Sonic. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Sonic unlocked my brain. Hmm. Um, Sonic did that thing for you that Zelda did, Mm -hmm. uh, where it really rewarded you for um, exploring every little nook and cranny that you could just so that you could find, Mm -hmm. you know, the big golden rings so Mm -hmm. that you could go get all the emeralds, you know what I mean? And, And there are iterations of time that I have gone back to Sonic where it would be, I will never forget, it would be summer, we'd be playing, we'd only get so far. And then we would go months without playing because, you know, whatever it was, we were definitely, me and the kids in my neighborhood were very outdoor manhunt kids. Like, Mm When I say we are, we're fucking nerds. Like we had maps and routes drawn out. We had walkie talkies. We were playing (laughs) fucking manhunt at like eight years old, you know? Mm -hmm. But for some reason, when weekends and summers were around, like we went hard on whatever video games we had at the time. Hmm. And so I'll never remember, I'll never forget leaving Sonic at one point and coming back six months later and just my brain had developed just a little bit more <laughs> where it was like, Oh, this is the formula to do that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Sonic was the first classic game for me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, probably the first game uh, like on a console that wasn't like a, on a PC. Yeah. That really, um, changed something for me. Mm-hmm. It changed something in my brain for sure. That like that repetition, um, which you, which I often find in games now. That uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, talk with my friend James about this all the time. He's like, I play a game once and I'm done. Yep. I never need to play it again. Sure. And I'm like, I played a game once and I'm gonna play it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And there. And are you like? Are you satisfied by going through the same grooves or are you looking to like form new grooves through that experience? Uh, both. Both. Yeah. yeah. So it, it depends on the game. There are certain choices I'm always going to make. There are mm-hmm. certain choices I want to do differently to see how, yeah. what happens. Um, there are certain games that I'll replay for the nostalgia. There are certain games I'll replay because... I've simply forgotten how much I loved them or I knew how much I loved them, but I've forgotten things like things along that nature. I mean, you talk, we talked earlier about pixel dungeon. Yeah. 
I will be 90 years old mm-hmm. and still be able to go fucking play a pixel dungeon run. Like yeah. it is, that is a game I, I could and would play over and over again for mm-hmm. the nature of it being a roguelike. But, um, it, it does rolling credits on that game, which I have done, mm-hmm. um, did not stop me from wanting to pick it up and Replay play again. It. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, but Sonic, so what is your introduction to Sonic? Which Sonic is it? Um, the first one. Okay. So, and then I got Sonic and Tails, and then I got this wild Sonic that, tell me if you remember this, because you are older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to probably have been at an age where you might remember what the fuck I'm talking about. So I had a Sonic yeah. where it was like Sonic minigames. Okay. And it was like like four different types of Sonic mini games where one you could play as Knuckles and you one was like a racing and one was like a weird it was a wild Sonic this is a Sega Genesis Which, game. Oh yeah, 2D. Hmm. 2D, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um not not Dreamcast. Right. The Dreamcast Sonic all because my neighbor got Dreamcast Sonic, that yeah. was a fucking it's wild. A whole level. That's yeah, a yeah. wild fucking game. The and fir- the, those games have the best first level of any game ever. Yes, yes. Oh my god! That after game. that is a little. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, was the first level of the the Dreamcast one where you're with the whale? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, with whale. the whale. The whale. Fuck, man. And then the second one, you jump out of like a helicopter and you yeah. ride a helicopter blade yeah, yeah, down yeah. the hills of like San Francisco. Fuck. It's I fucking. Remember and there's a song with vocals, and it's just like the most poppy, cheery thing you could ever fucking do. Yeah. So. Incredible. Um. I had a couple. So it's a different... mini game collection. The closest I can think is Sonic Spinball. Was there a pinball like game with it? Maybe. Which was this the... is maybe unlocking something for me. Okay. Perhaps there is a pinball version called Sonic Spinball. Okay. Where it is a Sonic game, but the the entire levels are pinball machines. Mm. Hmm. Like you can walk around, but you're essentially playing pinball to get a, like unlock things and get items and power ups and stuff. I don't Maybe. remember though if there were other games tied to it. Could you play it. as other characters? I don't remember. See, I don't know either. Um, I don't know this. Whatever the game yeah. is, I really loved it also. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting. Yeah. So, and because I was so young mm-hmm. when I was playing those games, um, a lot of it's kind of fuzzy. Sure. There are things I'll never forget, which is the the sound when you hit. So in the emeralds runs. Mm-hmm. The sound when you hit those balls to move backwards, yeah. that bouncing, that bounce, yeah, bong, bong, bong. Yep. yeah, high pitched. That that noise I will never forget, and I think doing those emerald runs to get all the, the fucking emeralds made me the best fucking gamer ever yeah. because the timing it's chaos. You're looking at chaos. Absolute you fucking have chaos. Zero control. It is about yeah. well. And it's all about timing. Yeah. It is all about timing. And controlling and, that momentum. And if I remember correctly, and I could be completely wrong here, so please do not come for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was randomly generated, those emerald runs. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe the chaos of it, because it was so fucking chaotic. It felt it random. Felt random. Yeah. Like you, I wouldn't like, oh, I'm going to jump over four and then turn three. But maybe because I was so young, like it just felt like it wasn't. Hey, hang I wasn't on, hang on, hang on. Memorizing is this the Sonic. Which bonus stage is this? One, two, or three? Do you remember? 
Are you? Is it like 3D and you're running and you're collect, You're turning the blue balls red? Yes. Yeah, Sonic 3. So, yeah, those get fucking wild. And they yeah. are not randomly generated. Okay, okay. I went deep on that yeah. mini game. I, I mean, yeah. I, first off, it's, it's you have to do it to mm-hmm. collect all the emeralds. Mm-hmm. And that's like a secondary game in that Sonic game. Yeah. Um, and, like... <laughs> just thinking about how fucking wild it was Mm -hmm. that it was an aspect of that game that I didn't even know was an aspect of the game. The first time I think I ever played that Sonic. Yeah. Um, And we're talking like (laughs) discovering that there was this whole other game to the (laughs) Sonic. It's like Gwent. (laughs) Yeah. And then it unlocking for you this like level of competitiveness between me and my neighbor of like which Mm. of us, like we would back and forth, like, all right, you get your run now. And then we would run through the run as good as far as you could. You'd you'd jump into the golden spinning hidden ring that you find. Yes, 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 yes. So that you could hidden find throughout the level, beautifully yeah. hidden, like beautifully behind walls, behind walls. yeah, it yeah, like yeah. a bu- waterfall. You could yep. jump through a waterfall, and it was, and there. then little, like sometimes there'll be a hole through the wall where you yeah, see it, you could and you're see like, it. Oh, I can how do pick, I get I'm there? Li- I yeah. know exactly yep. where you're talking about. Yeah, like I can course. picture it right now. So, are you aware of the Sonic Knuckles thing? Yeah, and where there what is, is the thing. So there is a sequel to three that is a, its own cartridge, and it's called Sonic and Knuckles. Yes, yes, yeah, and you yep. put three on top of it. Yes, it makes like the complete game. Yes. So you can also put two on top of it and hmm. be Knuckles in two, okay? I feel like maybe I did know that. That's Because yeah. I, I love playing insane. Knuckles. I love yes. playing Knuckles. Oh, and so maybe I remember, like, again, mm-hmm. so young. Yes. Very young child. So, but let, I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. If you put one in the Sonic and Knuckles, it is an entire game of that bonus stage. With what? unique levels, yeah. I definitely did not know no, that. No, I know, and that's I would play it like that's how wild. deep I went with that, because I had beaten three in all its bonus levels. I then discovered this one thing where yeah. it's a whole nother. It's all new levels of this mini game. Yeah, wow. Yeah. How it's old wild. were you then? Because I was probably only like seven, eight. Yeah, I mean, I must have been. 12 maybe yeah 10 11 because yeah. so you got to think about the difference between an eight-year-old playing these yep. games and a 12-year-old right like yeah. you were just, just the, like, above yeah. me because yeah. when i'm like oh i had already beaten them all i'm like this was me every fucking summer yeah. trying to beat this game you know yeah um so for me the next cl- category i had was classic mm-hmm. and it doesn't get any more classic for me than sonic well, I'm going to call an audible because that reminds me of a game I think was way more impactful to me than the one I was going to pick. Okay. Mm. And the game I'm going to pick, I actually have done a recent playthrough and rediscovered it in a way. And that game is Mega Man X4. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, it is a 2D action game. Much like Sonic, it rewards exploration where like, you might see a ledge and you're like, can I get to that ledge? And you can't. But then you get a power up later and you're like, I could get to that ledge with this mm. like double jump. Maybe it's a double jump. And you go up there and it's a fucking, like your armor increase. Like you get a new armor upgrade or your health increase. It's something like pretty substantial, right? And in that game, like it just, so I replay it 
mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. And I start it and I'm like, how did I ever play this game? <laughs> <laughs> like it is well beyond anything I can do now. I was just like, there's no way. Like it is memorization of boss patterns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is the skill. <laughs> How quickly can you memorize and have an answer for everything they throw at you, right? Mm-hmm. And then I beat the first boss after like 10 to 12 tries. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. I then like melt through the rest of the game. And I'm like, in my memory, this game is fucking epic. And it took me forever, right? Mm-hmm. It took me a couple hours to rip. <laughs> like two to three hours to rip through this game like it all came back and i just ripped through it i then back then once this was like my introduction to Mega Man, basically Mm -hmm. was this game and it was intense and i was like oh yeah like i want more of this there's an Mega Man x5 an x6 an x7 so there was a lot for me to like chew into right Yeah, yeah i burned through those games every single one i just burned through and then i'm like well what's before four three too and i just go back to the super nintendo versions and i rip through these games right and it's through those games that really my action game kind of Mm -hmm. reflexes Mm -hmm. and like that ability to pick out patterns and like have an answer for something yeah like identify the problem and have an answer for it yeah that skill was developed by those games because Mm. you can't there what's beautiful about those games is that there isn't so there are eight bosses per in each of these games there are eight bosses and the real genius of the game is that there is an order to the bosses that make them easy mm, okay okay so like as an example if you beat the fire boss you get a power up that is a fire sword okay now your next level oh there's an ice level I'm going to go to this ice level. And now your fire sword melts through, pun intended, the ice boss, right? Yeah. And so all of these bosses have this relationship. And so there is an order to them, right, that you can just like weakness go through them. Sure, Pokemon style. Yes, exactly. Like literally the rock, paper, scissors of like what's going to beat this dude. And then they become trivial in a way, Yeah. right? Which, as a dumb little kid, I never did that. (laughs) You were just fighting ice. Yeah, I just, (laughs) I used the base attack. No power-ups, really. I did them because they look cool. I didn't really understand there was another level to that. And I just root-memorized every single boss pattern and found an answer to it which was to dodge it just right, right? And I did it a hundred times until I could just do it in my sleep, right? Yeah. And what's and what's brilliant about those games is like you you could do it both ways, right? Is this like a test skill? Sure. And that's something I've carried with me where I don't, I like using the bare minimum to get through games, right? Yeah. Like I'm a big- Yeah, I sure know about that. Yeah, like I like not having all the resources. I think it's like kind of thrilling, you know, yeah. to like get by by the oh, seat of my pants. Oh, you mean like when we're playing in Fortnite and you never have ammo because yeah, you don't yeah. loot ammo boxes yes, and yes. then we get somewhere and I look over at your screen and you have 20 <laughs> fucking ammo and I'm like, 
ammo or you'll be playing by yourself and I'll just be watching you play. And I'm like, there's an ammo box. There's another ammo box. And then suddenly you're in a fight and you're out and am- out of ammo. Or I'm like in storm. <laughs> you're like in the storm because you're so used to me I telling you. I just don't you. look at the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I carried that with me and it started with this Mega Man series. What, and this is my last point. What's excellent about that, every single one of those games, is the last level is that you have to then refight every single boss yeah. in a single continue, whatever that means, you know, yeah. however many lives you have. But you now, and it depends on how much you've been exploring, you may have like three extra health containers that fully heal you, right? Sure. Every single power up, every armor upgrade, whatever. Or <laughs> you could have memorized the bosses and just got by by the skin of your teeth. And now you have to do it again eight times in a row yeah. with a single life or whatever it is. Um, and it was just like, I really cut my teeth there. Like that, yeah. those skills carried me the rest of my gaming life. So, you know, Dark Souls, it's just, all there. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say like, I was never, I mean, I obviously just talked about Sonic, but mm-hmm. I never got into the Castlevania kind of formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the formula of the, the platforming, right? Yes. Like a lot of that side-scrolling platforming mm-hmm. outside of maybe, you know, going hard on Hollow Knight when it came out. But right. I just really but don't. that game's transcendent in a Yeah, way. well, and because it, you know, direct correlation to Dark Souls, which, mm-hmm. you know, I do love. Um, but... <laughs> The game that made me very fucking good at every other game mm-hmm. was Bloodborne. You yeah. know, like, and I did. Is this number three? No, unfortunately. Okay, go on, go on, go on. Um, but you, you cut know, your you cut I your cut, souls like teeth. I cut, with Bloodborne, right? I cut souls from my list. Um, oh, interesting. And it, I I will tell you why. Um, because I couldn't find a category mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk about that was meaningful for me. Yeah. Outside of the category being souls like. So it just, um, there are, there is no other, there was no, well, and also there was no other way that we were going to make it through this podcast without accidentally talking about every souls game ever. So I, I left it off my list and here we are. Yeah. Knowing Um, we would get there. Yeah. So I, I started late into the souls, um, like genre because I started with bloodborne. So when bloodborne came out, um, which one and two demon one and two had come out by then. Right. So demon, no. So Demon Souls was the first game. Mm-hmm. We, so yes, it had come out, but not remastered. So this Correct. was I. Which so I'll get there. So mm-hmm. I start with Bloodborne, mm-hmm. um, and I love it. I beat it. I immediately realized that Bloodborne is going to make me better at every game. And yeah. this was a resurgence into video gaming for me because there's a big gap from. 2007 to maybe 2012, 2013, where I played like nothing but mobile games. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and board games. I, was, I went hard on board game and tabletop for a really long time, but I had no consoles. Um, and, I, and I was not dating anybody who had consoles. Right. And so I was, you know, I was in college and I was just, you know, doing the college life and, mm-hmm. and consuming the other media that I really loved. And then yeah. I remember 2011 or so is when I got my first like iPhone and I could play like games on an iPhone and that changed my fucking life <laughs> for sure. <laughs> kind of slowly brought me back into gaming. And then, um, the PS4 comes out. I had a partner at the time who had a PS4 yeah. and then through that PS4, I then 
binge gamed every game you can <laughs> right. think of that had that, come out to that point that yeah, yeah. had come out for in the ps2 to 3 mm-hmm. and then into 4 era yeah. so i was doing i started with bloodborne i did and then i started i went backwards i was like well right. i want more of this mm-hmm. um and then you know i did dark souls 3 mm-hmm. and no 2 because this 3 hadn't come out yet right. so i did 2 and then i did 3 because then 3 came out Mm-hmm. And then I went back, I finished three and I was like, I just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I went and I did Dark Souls one and I beat Dark Souls one. And then I got to Demon Souls. <laughs> oh, I know this. Fuck <laughs> that game. So original Demon Souls, mm-hmm. the campfires were like boss to fucking boss. Like mm-hmm. they were insane. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I had just beaten all of the, the, the Dark Souls games at that point. So uh, this was not just like... It wasn't a skill. It was a skill issue for me, as much as it was absolutely mind-numbing. That I wouldn't, at that juncture, for sure, consider myself like a good gamer. Like I was mm-hmm. good at things, but I was very good at a memorization, like you said. Like yeah. pattern recognition, pattern recognition yeah. was my jam, and I had all the time in the world to beat my head against a boss over mm-hmm. and over and over mm-hmm. again. What I didn't have the patience for is spending 30 minutes perfecting a run up to the boss yeah. to then die within the first 10 seconds, which up was the boss, yeah. and to the first 20 runs that mm-hmm. you, I would play a lot of these bosses because that's how long it would take me yeah. until I really got it down because I was like doing every possible thing I could. Sure. And this was far before I was ever min-maxing. I was not Googling. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing with yep. half the items and all those games anyway. And, and later years when I would replay them, I would be like, how the fuck did I not know? <laughs> like, this would have changed my yeah. life. Um, so <laughs> I didn't play Demon Souls. I got to the second boss, maybe. There's a there's a bridge with a with a dragon, as there is in, in every game. In a Souls game? <laughs> and... Um, I I think that that bridge is the bridge that broke me, and I have not rage quit a game like mm-hmm. that again until the long dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't finish Demon Souls. That's the one I didn't finish. Yeah. Um, and then of course they remastered it, and here we are. But mm-hmm. which um, I, they solved a lot of that. Not, yeah. Yeah. They put yeah. they put yeah. shortcuts that, and fireplaces and that I fireplaces. Think, fireplaces yeah. um roast marshmallow yeah, whatever you want to yeah. do there yeah. so and we talked about this too which was mm-hmm. that was like a big draw for me because yes. i was like well wait a minute yeah i is can't it wait time? Now. is it yeah. time and then it was another one of those things where we fucked up mm-hmm. and i, I started playing you it, started yeah. playing it and i just said to myself mm-hmm. i and i remember because the first i don't know maybe 20 15 20 hours of that game i had mm-hmm. down packed in my brain it is etched into every corner of my fucking brain because Mm -hmm. again when i said like i did that first 10 15 hours 200 fucking times (laughs) yeah yeah um so i remember you're playing and i'm like and there's gonna be an enemy to your left and there's gonna and if you jump down over here you can get there that way and if you go up this way no actually you can go under the bridge by the way Mm -hmm. and i'm like leading you through and i remember there was a certain point past a certain boss where i was like yeah i got nothing yeah yeah, i got nothing for you (laughs) like uncharted here yeah uncharted uh, territory quite literally though um so the the real thing for me that and i'll i will swear by it is that dark souls made me better at video Mm -hmm. games it made me look everywhere in every corner fucking hit every wall 
Um, it made you. De- it makes you deliberate with button presses. Yeah. Like you cannot spam attack buttons because no. you'll be punished for yeah, it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's also rewarding because you only hit it when you're supposed to, and you hit and you get yeah. the hit, and you and you get out, and you don't get hurt. It's beautiful. It's yeah, I um, I'm thinking about it now too because I'm playing Lego Fortnite, right? Yeah. And Lego Fortnite added a dodge button. Yeah. <laughs> I so love a dodge. I'm just dodge rolling yep. around. Hit, hit dodge. Yeah, I yeah. am quite literally hit hit yep. dodging, and I'm playing with friends of mine who this is this is not their game, yeah. right? And they're like. I can't get hit. They're like, if I get hit by this guy, I'm dead. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, they're like, what are you doing? And I'm yeah. like, hit, hit, dodge. Hit, <laughs> and it's like, hit, hit, roll. Hit, hit, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. it's just a Dark Souls game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so There's a great meme of like, uh, hey, I'm playing Dark Souls. And, it's, and then it's like me. And it's it's Lego Fortnite. Oh, and yeah, they're fighting yeah. one of those big guys alone. Yeah, the yeah. crossbow dodging and stuff. Yeah. And then you have to like go off to the edge to consume your, yeah. you know, your flask or your your food at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um as we got completely derailed from the fact that I did not put Dark Souls on any of my lists, <laughs> but But we got to talk about it anyway. We got to talk about it anyways because it did make me better at games. Yes. Um and it and it was that same formula for you that like mm-hmm. you had to know that pattern recognition. Yes. And very few games for me now. Mhm require that yes they no longer require that yeah yeah outside of a soul's like but what's great about that skill is that i see the pattern quicker Mm -hmm. when they do even if it's a simple pattern like oh this enemy has one or two attacks yeah you know you just immediately go like oh okay i have an answer for this you know you just put it together so that was my number two Mega Man x odd i called an audible and added Mega Man x4 to it now what did Mega Man replace we're not gonna. I only oh. get five. Well, fuck! I just pulled. It. I pulled Dark Souls in. That's great. What's your number three? Um. So third my, game that made you. Uh, I mean, I definitely am not putting them in any order because <laughs> I, know, I, I, I my order to, is gone. I have I have two that I think are gonna go well together. Talking about them as two different genres, so I'm gonna actually move into the other, the next genre, which we kind of have segued into, mm-hmm. and I oscillated between two games. So the genre for me is mobile. Yeah. Okay. So this was really necessary yeah. for me, um, and this category. It was really important because there's so much of my time is spent mobile gaming. When I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm laying mm-hmm. in bed, I'm either either reading manga mm-hmm. or I am playing whatever hyperfixation mobile game I can play right. for the next two and a half hours <laughs> yeah, before until anybody else anybody wakes up. Else yeah. wakes up. Um, and so originally... I had Pixel Dungeon as my mobile game. Mm. And I th- that's the easy one. Yeah. That's the easy like lead in that's going to be my mobile game. But the problem is is that there is a mobile game that defines me better that I love more. Oh, you know it. I do, I think. Um and Can we 3 2 1 say it out loud? No. What, what? Oh, cuz it's together. No, yeah, I don't okay. want to have our Go voices ahead. overlap. Um so the reason why it is a game that defined me is because it is a genre of game that is probably my favorite genre of game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a deck builder. <laughs> okay. So there is a mobile, there is a game 
And and I don't know a lot of facts about the game outside of the little bit tidbits that I do know, mm-hmm. which was that when it was originally created, um, the creator kind of just had some like BS art or maybe it was an art from his kid or, or something mm-hmm. put into the game. And it was like, oh, I'm going to have a stick figure placeholder mm-hmm. for this game. And then when I go back to add better graphics to it, mm-hmm. I'll make it a better game. Yeah. Well, then this creator gets hired to fucking Hearthstone yeah. and never looks back. Yeah. So this game's, I mean, it is a stick figure going from screen to screen, <laughs> but um, this game's Dream Quest. So Dream Quest is this game, is this mobile game, or at least that's how I discovered it was on mobile, mm-hmm. um, that didn't unlock the um, deck building games for me. I think Hearthstone really was the mm-hmm. game that unlocked it for me, yeah. um, which because I had an iPad in college, and and um, when I got to, I got I went really hard on Hearthstone because yeah. prior to Hearthstone I was. Um, doing tabletop Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So I was doing Pokemon trading card game battles. Right. Um, and like... So the formula was in your blood. Yeah. And it's like, for put sure. it on mobile and it's for like, sure. oh, And okay. there, di- there, there are different types of building a deck mm-hmm. kind of game. Um, whereas Pokemon is one very specific type of formula. But mm-hmm. when I talk about this game, it's very important to me because I only almost recently kind of figured out what it is that it unlocks for me. And it is that if you give me any game that forces me to find the synergy of something... Mm I'm, it's my jam. Mm-hmm. So James makes fun of me all the time because I love a skill tree. Yeah. But the thing that I love about a skill tree, because I don't love all skill trees. Um, they're it definitely can be bad. There, I'll never forget. There is a um, Tomb Raider three skill tree was just trash for me. Yeah. So um, anyway, the point being that if the skill tree has synergizing points in kind of the way that Cyberpunk's current one new does. tree does yeah, yeah. um that unlocks something in my brain mm-hmm. of like i want to pick apart a pattern yeah. i want to build a pattern that um makes things play off of each other mm-hmm. and that genre of game like the hearthstones the slay the spires the dream quests mm-hmm. um are truly that like you are trying to build a that deck that's the point yeah, yeah. You're, the formula is you're trying to build a deck that can battle, you know, whatever it is that you're battling. Mm-hmm. And you're putting together a deck that will have synergies. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dream Quest is so beautifully simple in that I could and will, much like Pixel Dungeon, be able to pick that game up mm-hmm. and play it anytime. Yeah. Um, and. I also love games that have lots of different playable characters. And again, Dream Quest wasn't the type of game where a lot of games do this now. Even Slay the Spire, I believe, did it this way as well, where you have to pay to play the other characters mm. or you have to... And I think the way the Dream Quest works is you actually unlock them through achievements. So yeah. once you've beaten do XYZ with, with this a with a certain yeah, character, yeah. Um, or once you do weird cool things in the game so there's like an achievements page where it's like right. you do random shit where you're like I never would have fucking done that but mm-hmm. I gotta go do it now right. and so you'll pick a specific character to try to very specifically build a type of deck that can mm-hmm. fulfill this type of achievement um, like can I ask you a question about these characters like 
does a character have a power up a best deck a best synergy like is a character geared towards a specific synergy or does each character have like a couple synergies you could pull off with them in this game yeah or dream quest in dream quest um the short answer is that they do have a type of synergy so not a very not a um not a card specific synergy but a type specific synergy so there's a magic element every character has magic every character has a amount the amount of actions mm-hmm. they can do in a run every character has the amount of um like just attacks that they can sure. you, attacks can be done any number of times but if you're a magician you don't have as many attack cards in your deck you wouldn't want to build attack right. cards in your deck because there a lot of the magician you'll have a lot of mana you spend yes. a lot of mana so it's kind of like that okay. um but that doesn't mean that your knight you can't find ways to up your mana and pay to up your mana to make sure you can use the fucking fireball spell. Right. Like there, a lot of the synergies can overlap with each other for every character. Okay. Um, but they all have specials that they can do Mm -hmm. that, um, you that that give them their own kind of like level up of okay. of things. So and Dream Quest is very simple in that I, you know there's probably only like a hundred cards mm-hmm. of possibilities. Yeah. But um and and once you know them all, you know them all. Mm-hmm. But it is just punishingly yeah. difficult. Um okay. it is not I mean it is very I've dabbled, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it is game. not even with knowing and memorizing every single card, mm-hmm. um, the game really sets you up for a pattern of chance. Yeah. And you knowing that you're going to want to save your gold for this or you're going right. to want to use your level up for this and not that. Comes and, with experience. And then though. you're yeah. and like you'll you'll be tempted to buy this other thing, <laughs> sure. right? So there are some things where it's like in that first level, you know, you could buy this one spell, but once you know you have that spell, you're like, "Well, now I got to build everything around this spell this run." Mm-hmm. You know, "Oh, I I got a poison card early. Right. I'm going to go hard on a poison build." build. Yeah, yeah. Um and so oh, yeah. whereas poison at in general, if you just have one or two cards, is not the most useful. Sure. Um, and there are enemies, and there are they're randomized. What type of enemy and level you're gonna get, yeah. you don't know. Um, but there are some enemies where like magic does nothing to them, and or physical does. Build, yeah, yeah, so you have to have an answer for every interesting, type interesting. Yeah. in your deck at like some point. So it yeah, just yeah. it in like and. Because there are like different area types, there are maybe two t- boss types for every area type. Okay. So if you get the like, like biome, yeah, area like biome, okay. biome is a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. So if you get the poison biome first, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because you don't want to do that. The poison boss yeah, yeah. late game is yeah. fucking wild. <laughs> the same with the fire. You want yeah. fire first or second because the f- there's a phoenix. Where mm. it just mm-hmm. heals itself, yeah, and you can only act, you have to kill it. Then it turns into an egg where it regens back to full health. Yeah. But the egg, whatever damage you do in the one turn that it is an egg, mm-hmm. is what remains. Mm. So it has like a hundred fucking health, right. and the egg has fifty. You health. need to be able to. Hit you have that to much. hit a hundred. Yeah. Then you do turn. what? It, 
not in one turn. You can. It's very difficult to one hit kill in a hundred. Okay. So you do a hundred damage, and then you finally get to the egg. But you're knowing that you want to get to the egg. You're trying to keep your big hitters for the egg, so right. that I do a big chunk out of the egg. So yes. I do twenty, and then all of a sudden it reses itself back to a hundred. Mm-hmm. But now that egg is down twenty, gotcha. so I got to kill egg through a hundred. Yeah. Rounds. Okay. But if it is a, um, if it's in the last round, it's like its hits are doubled, its health is quadrupled, and it's just so fucking miserable to try to kill late game. So yeah. So my third game and genre was mobile because mm-hmm. I just... It's a big part of who you are and how I've known I, you. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I play so many, so, so well, you know, that, many mobile games. That game specifically, I almost think the art helps with its longevity. Yeah. There's no... That's never going to be dated. Yeah. You'll never look at that and be like, this is dated. It's just... It, hyper stylized with stick figures you know and that's almost timeless in a way so it almost helps it yeah and i've come to love it Mm -hmm. i really have come to love this little fucking stick figure yeah um and uh yeah so dream dream quest is my mobile game yeah and i've gone through lots of different mobile games and mobile game genres and and things that will stick with me and I wish I could have more crafting survival mobile yeah. games if I if I could have play them all I would um but I think that one did too was kind of knocked two out the park yeah. for me which was a hearthstone kind of deck building yeah. and fortunately for me it's free because I, I the amount of money I spent mm-hmm. on hearthstone is ungodly so i wanted speaking of mobile Mm -hmm. i wanted a game to represent i love a handheld right Mm -hmm. clearly yeah yeah i love a an audio medium babe that was for you (laughs) (laughs) i pointed to two handhelds yeah yeah as he points to his like miu mini and what the fuck else is over there what else do you have two miu mini miu minis that's why miu mini miu mini Mm -hmm. plus uh, and our Steam Deck. and Yes, yes. And I love Switch. a mobile experience. So I was yeah. like, what game coming up really had an impact on me? And like, there's some obvious ones, some heavy hitters. Like, mm-hmm. Kirby. A, f- a friend, Kirby on Game Boy is incredible. Yeah, incredible. 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 A friend from school mm-hmm. let me borrow their Pokemon game. <laughs> okay. Which one? Incre- Pokemon Red. Okay. okay. The only one. And okay. <laughs> No, I'm just being right. facetious. And uh, let me borrow it. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. Mind-blowing. Link's Awakening on Game Boy blew my mind. Never played it. Incredible game. Another diorama game. So I'm trying to stay away from that diorama feel. But what's funny about Link's Awakening is my Aunt Christine, you know her, she came to visit from Virginia, and she was playing Link's Awakening. I (laughs) don't know why. She is not, I don't know her as a gamer, but for whatever reason, she was playing Link's Awakening, and she was stuck at a part that you would only know if you are a kid with endless time. (laughs) There is a random character in that game that you need to sprinkle dust on that transforms it into another character. Maybe there's a hint in the game for that, but... Unless you have this powder and you are just throwing it on You're anything you kid, see. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, I'll do this, I'll do this. And I fucking go like, oh, yeah, you got to throw the powder on the... And she's like, she was just like, how do you know to do that? I'm a little kid, you know? Like, 
she's a grown woman just like how do you know to do that that's insane yeah i don't know how i knew to do it (laughs) it was just in my because i probably i beat my head against the wall with every game you know until i just figured it out but the game i'm gonna call out is this wild game oh boy it is james bond 007 for the game boy what it's fucking insane and i'm gonna tell you why it's insane it is a top-down Zelda-like <laughs> in James Bond. The first power you have is karate. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. It's set in China. It's got problems, okay? Yeah, all it's right. It's set in China. It's got <laughs> yeah, problems. All right. And you're doing karate. Okay. Okay? You end up with it. It is a top-down Zelda with adventure game elements. So, like, you get, like, like how are you going to get past the bodyguard? Cue, cue to this Game Boy game unlocking something in your brain for you to then become an MMA fighter. <laughs> oh, it's all linked. You know what I mean? And I love espionage, like, yeah. to a silly degree. I love how silly this whole thing is. It is a top-down Zelda, like, you. it has adventure game elements, meaning, like, oh, this door's locked and you need a key to get it. So you get a key, yeah. and then you walk up and unlock it. And you get a gun, which was wild. You're just a little gun spy, right? So... It is just a top down. It's Zelda. It's got it's like cool spy shit, and it's a t- it's like everything I wanted at the as a kid, and it's portable, and I I just devour this game on Game Boy. This is the most. I love that I keep saying I just bang my head against things. There is a baffling choice this designer made. Oh boy, it is fucking an insane choice. There's a part of this game. You have to win at Baccarat. What? To progress in the game. Okay. This is not a side game. Okay. Do you know what Baccarat is? Yeah. As an adult, yeah. its rules are yeah. impenetrable. Yeah. You could explain it to me right now. I don't know how the game is played. Yeah. Okay. It is a required game for children. <laughs> they do not explain the rules to the game oh. in the game. <laughs> You just have to win a game of it. I don't know how to play it. And it's not something you can intuit. Like, there are decisions you make that don't make sense. It's like trying to intuit Magic the Gathering just by watching someone play it. Because you can't do it. You can't do Uh, it. Probably, I I would argue Magic the Gathering is more intuitive than background. Yeah. Yeah. I just play random hands over and over again, and I just fucking win. Yeah, you're just like, okay. This is my life now, is background. And I just never figured it out. I just steamrolled through it, and I just moved on. I beat this little, and then later is blackjack, and I love blackjack. Even then, I loved blackjack. Like, it's two cards at a time. I got this. You know what I mean? And uh, just baffling decision for kids, a game for kids. Yeah. Um, But that's my handheld pick. Yeah. That really just stuck with me. I mean, it had everything on the go. Really, the answer is Link's Awakening. But I'll never forget having to force feed fucking Baccarat to a child. What the fuck is that decision? That is a wild decision. Oh. All right, babe. Number four for you. Four. Yes. Your um, fourth pick. So my fourth pick. What genre? My fourth 
category. Yes, okay. Which ironically for this one was a genre. Is CRPG. <gasps> um, What's it going to be? When You should know what it's going to be. Okay. Well, maybe you would know what it's going to be. There's um, so many to choose from. And I don't know yeah. what your metric is. So I am not... So this one is the one where I decided to lean harder into the CRPG that I loved the most. Mm-hmm. Um, because I could play it again and again because mm-hmm. I would want to play I, I often would want to play as like you know it's a different character so mm-hmm. that I could get a different side of the story or yeah. it is definitely one of the ones where every couple of years I have a new run of it mm-hmm. um, and very specifically got to play this year because um, Baldur's Gate didn't come out on PlayStation until a couple like a week almost yeah. I think after console and mm-hmm. so I was like PC yeah, PC. Um, I had to. I wanted to just inject Larian into my veins. Yeah, yeah. So the CRPG on my list is gonna be Divinity Original Sin Two. Yeah. So the second iteration yeah. into the the Divinity Original Sins. The game that convinced you know Baldur's Gate to be like, you guys should do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was to me at that juncture, mm-hmm. the best yeah. CRPG I'd ever played. Um, and I have played a lot of CRPGs. And, mm-hmm. and there, are so, there are a lot of those early CRPGs that I have either only dabbled in or mm-hmm. haven't gone super hard in or I just haven't played at all, right? So some mm-hmm. of those early um, PC ones, I, you know, I kind of, they, they escaped me. Yeah. Um, the... I did play the original Baldur's Gate on PC that I do have mm-hmm. very weird fond memories of. And then again, I would then go to play the rest of them um, in their enhanced remastered for console versions later. Um, so fortunately for me, I had a lot of the Baldur's Gate um, lore in my head. Sure. Uh, Which was and rewarded. Yes, yeah. yeah. But Divinity original sin too mm-hmm. was just a perfect game yeah. for to me for mm-hmm. me um and it is one of those games that i have rolled credits on yeah. and i have rolled credits every time i've played it <laughs> yeah um that's wild very wild mm-hmm. especially to be encapsulated by lots of different crpgs or and I say CRPG because with LOL, this is what the genre is called now, yes. you know, computer RPG. We but it's it really console, yeah. any type of isometric party-based mm-hmm. combat that does any type of strategizing, synergizing, really will do it for me. Yeah. Um, I like a turn-based combat. I love, 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 love a turn-based combat. Um, Again, I somehow missed the whole entire JRPG, CRP, the J CRPGs (laughs) of the world, like the personas, the, The it just, again, I miss all, I I, Mm lose all the Final Fantasies that did it. I just, they just never passed on my radar. Um, But Divinity Originals, I have a, I have an entire full playthrough Mm -hmm. all the way up until the day that Baldur's Gate got released. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a nice, as like a nice little end cap, um, as I'm playing Baldur's Gate, there are 
Easter egg paintings mm-hmm. in this fucking game of all the <laughs> Divinity 2 fucking characters. Yeah. And I will, when I found the first one, I remember being like, oh, that's an interesting painting. And it seems and it looks different than other one. It just is called The Beast. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's whatever. And so as I get later in the game and I start realizing that like, wait a minute, that's a what? And then I, I start collecting them all. So then now in my second Baldur's Gate run, I was like, oh, I'm keeping these fucking paintings. Yeah, like, Because yeah. they fetch a pretty penny in the game. Mm-hmm. So as just like this cute little nostalgic factor for me that like, ah, yeah. oh, Larian, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you've done it again. Yeah. Um, and just so layers of charm. It is not my first CRPG. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will certainly not be my last. But mm-hmm. it it is to me the perfect C- it was to me mm-hmm. the perfect crpg yeah um you know what i especially appreciate about those games is i love the immersive sim genre mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they brought those elements to mm-hmm. the crpg formula so like you know oil is flammable yeah. water puts out fire yeah like there are things like emergent tactics that could come out of that yeah. you can pick up a barrel throw it at your enemies and then like yeah. light them on fire you know like that stuff is everywhere, and they brought that to Bolter's Gate, and it's like, thank you, Larry, and like, yeah, what, yeah, what a masterstroke of like, oh, and there's this whole other thing where a whole nether game could just be that, yeah, and they just brought it into an incredible role playing experience, yeah. So this game, <laughs> this game, mm-hmm. um, it does that thing that I said earlier. I love so much, mm-hmm. like any game does. It gives me an option. It gives me an opportunity to synergize. So I get to take what these characters are and I get to build them into what I want them to be to synergize with my other characters. Mm -hmm. And for even for this category, I really struggled, right? Yeah. I struggled because there is a second CRPG that could have fought this one Mm. for this place for me. Okay. Um, Because I have probably... Except maybe maybe because I played um, Original Sin again this year, I prob it, it may have inca- it may have like crusted over on the the more hours spent. Yeah. But prior to that, it was Pathfinder. You were yeah. gonna say it out loud because you knew what I what I was. Gonna I just do. mouthed it. Yeah. Out of respect for your request. Um, and Pathfinder unlocked a different thing for me, where mm-hmm. it was really um, the character creation. And leveling up and all of that in Pathfinder is so much more tedious than it mm-hmm. is in a, a lot of these other CRPGs that are mm-hmm. based off of a D&D model or, right. or um, iteration. Um, because Pathfinder just was like, well, we're going to make you have to do all of the super crazy tedium that is multi-classing and building a character. Because if you fuck up, you fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they are, uh, it is much less forgiving. Sure. So because of that, I had to map out every single character that I played um, or that I, how I was going to level them up for Pathfinder yeah. um, at the start of the game, sure. all, all the way up to their last with, level to make sure. pen and paper, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it at, well, I, I did that. it, I started pen and paper and then I was like, I got to make this into an Excel spreadsheet. So then I just <laughs> made Excel spreadsheets of all of their, uh, all their level ups just so that I would, because there were things I knew I wanted to do and characters are, you know, that I wanted to play that I would not have been able to do if I didn't make sure that I picked a, spe- a specific prerequisite, et cetera. So, and then I did not want to fuck myself way down the line and then 
and I say I didn't want to as if I didn't get into my first 100 hour playthrough of that game realizing that I had fucked myself and was so angry I rage quit and then started over yeah um <laughs> so yeah so um then not the first game to do that oh uh, yeah no it is <laughs> not it is not um so yeah I but I think because there's a little bit of the recency and there's a mm-hmm. little bit because I did not roll credits on Pathfinder right um that was I one got, you got right to the end I got then, to the yeah. very last boss mm-hmm. and um and Bless Owlcat, too, because they just came out with... So, both fucking Larian, the the developers for um, Divinity, Mm -hmm. and also Owlcat, the developers for Pathfinder, came out with a fucking game this year. Yeah. Huge bangers. This game, this year for me, Mm -hmm. this was the fucking year for the gamers. Did you play the Pathfinder sequel? Because I heard it's incredible. The... The sequel game, like Wrath of the Righteous or the DLC? Yes. So I don't know if you know this. So I got to the final act of Wrath of the Righteous. Mm -hmm. um, But I I have a game-breaking bug that I cannot get. I can't can't persist. So I have to start that game over. So I have backburnered it because I got so upset. that's one you'll want to go back to. Oh, I will. 100%. A thousand percent, I will. I will do it after because um, Alcat just came out with Rogue Trader. And I did, to prepare for Rogue Trader coming out, I did spend 20 hours (laughs) on Warhammer 20, like 40K, um, Wikipedia's and YouTube's only to realize that I then knew less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to find out that, well, it's just in this little corner of, of 40 K called mm-hmm. rogue traders. So only consume media on rogue traders, which then led to another 20 hours on YouTube, <laughs> just learning about rogue traders sure. so I could prepare for this game. So yeah. I will, there will be a lull in games, mm-hmm. Again, and when that does happen, I will go back through that the Wrath of the Righteous because Wrath of the Righteous is a better game than, than Kingmaker. One. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Thousand percent. Cool. Um, there's some tedium. There's a lot of tedium mm-hmm. in the first game because it, it really does want you to be like you're playing a tabletop. Invested. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has like a whole tabletop kingdom management system that mm. for a lot of people is not their shit. Right. For me absolutely my shit cool like very is that the farm sim yes 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 um and uh but also something that it the game does not tell you (laughs) is that if you make choices and you're not smart about them in your kingdom management you can so you can automate it and you and you will it will always win basically oh, the, okay. the the tabletop version of your kingdom management. Right? But is that you, a setting? Yes. You can be like always yes. win the auto. I don't want to. No, you just with put this. it on auto. Yeah, just put yeah. it on auto, and it will not ever collapse. It'll okay. just stay functioning. Sure. Your kingdom. You don't. But have it to won't manage, excel. You don't yeah. have to manage the kingdom. You don't okay. have to do anything with it. It'll just be there, and it's mm-hmm. not a part of the game you have to engage in. Not I, sir. Not I. (laughs) So what the game doesn't tell you is that if you don't manage aspects of the kingdom, you can just fail the game. The Mm -hmm. game, the entire, you'll get halfway through the game and you'll just kind of forget that the kingdom's there and you're not managing your Mm -hmm. kingdom. And then it'll just be like, ah, your kingdom failed and you're dead. (laughs) And like whatever the last, until your ever last save was. But even then 
Did it, you do you have enough time to fix it? Do you have enough yeah. time to fix it? You might yeah. have to roll back six hours of gameplay right, right. to go try to fix whatever you did in the That's kingdom. Brutal. Yeah. It is very brutal. And I do not suggest this game for like quite literally mm-hmm. anybody. Right. Um, but there is a subset of friends and a subset of people that when I find out that they like that type of tedium or like mm-hmm. they're, they're what I call my spreadsheet friends. Sure. Um, I, this is the that, that is for sure one of the games I recommend. So anyway, my four Three. Are we on three? Four. four. My four, four was CRPG and it was Divinity. And I knew yeah. it was going to open up a can of worms on uh, the whole genre. The whole genre for me and, yeah. and how much I love it. Well, I'm glad because there is a tactical aspect to that. So mm. my number four is the first tactical game I fell in love with, which mm-hmm. is Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Tactics. Tactics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what this was a game of systems that I've never fallen in love with systems before Mm -hmm. this was the first game to have layers of systems that were incredibly fun to manipulate and play like this was a party management game that i never felt before where i was like this is incredibly satisfying and like the scope of the grid-based tactics which is like like what contrasts it to CRPGs is like the JRPGs that I missed an entire genre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is like a grid. You're moving square to square. Mm -hmm. What tactics does. So there's, there's several elements to it. One, first off, there's, there's, um, height, right? Yeah. And that's, and that is, that is captured in CRPGs. So I love, for instance, I, I love the Larian games. Mm hmm. For that reason, they capture what I love about tactics. It's almost like they took that and do it better now, right? Like, I don't like Fire Emblem. Mm. I really don't like any other tactic game, really. <laughs> I know, it's so- Other than CRPGs and this JRPG, like yeah. this one. Yeah. Because they do it so well and nobody else has done it that well since. So, anyways, the first thing is, like, the pixel art is incredible. The isometric perspective is, like gorgeous and charming it's just really wild and uh the music is stunning this is the one on the ship you get on a ship and you're flying in Mm-mm. the sky this isn't the no. one you played on the ipad no that's just a jrpg okay that's just a that was um four, four. that was four okay, okay um this is tactics so like this is one i would play on the ipad mm. and you would say hey turn the music on Oh, yeah. And you would oh, fall asleep yeah. to that main menu music. Yeah. And the one night I wouldn't play, you'd be like, you're not going to play the game? You're not going <laughs> to play the game? I got to hear the music to go to sleep. But like, if I start a run of that, I have to finish it. because, yeah. And it is, so there's layers to it. I'm like a teenager when I discover this game. And I fall in love with systems and party management. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to get to that. Because that's the, that is the thing that carried me into the future. But... In a lot of ways, this was an introduction to political intrigue for my young mind, Mm. where it is like Game of Thrones level politics and betrayal, and a huge, and my liberal heart was born because of this story, because it is a huge, like, Roy, your blood doesn't matter. Mm. Like, this was all bullshit that was used to control you, you know what I mean? And the whole, like... Ah, it's our life story. (laughs) Oh, are you a millennial? And so, like, it was, like, an eye-opening, like, hey, there's, like, this is, like, a mature... And... Go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, the blood of the covenant is thicker than that water of the womb. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose... You have a chosen family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's way more important. Um, 
but it's also about it's also about how the winners change history mm-hmm. so like and this is just a little bit of the plot but you start the game knowing your character is remembered as a heretic mm. right yeah, yeah in history you are remembered as a heretic that you right. went against the church and failed so now like and you're just a young person and you're like how did this person become a heretic yeah, yeah, in yeah. history i and love like, that kind of genre trope in media mm-hmm. specifically in novels where yes. you start the novel knowing a truth yes. about a character um to only find out that it's more gray like i love a gray like that where it's where yeah. a character is either morally ambiguous um or has a morally ambiguous story that things aren't black and white mm-hmm. where i think a lot of um media goes hard on the black and white yes. so when there's a gray they put things in little yeah they put it in little buckets and then you realize like oh and like that was a new concept to me yeah right that this person we know was justified is remembered as being unjustified Mm -hmm. what an idea right yeah like oh shit gets you you, uh thinking yeah 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 like i said my little liberal heart was born so that was incredible and it was hurt by a translation so there are parts where it's like the translation wasn't great and you're like wait what like they spell names of people differently from scene to scene sometimes Mm. so you're like wait is this a new person that that betrayed who you know like and like they've since like re-released it with better translation and like i ate that shit up and it was just like oh cool it's like even more cohesive yeah yeah and of course it's a final fantasy so by the end you're killing a god right like oh and that at the end and not the middle it's surprising (laughs) yeah right and so like another theme of it is that i make that joke never having played a final fantasy you just already know it yeah yeah having watched you play so many final yeah 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 there's always a weird god involved but there's also a theme in this that, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like, it's yeah. like every single politician is, has been corrupted by some kind of power, right? Yeah. And, like, it's just a beautiful... And, like, it's, like, geared to, towards, like, people who are awakening to ideas like that. So it's just yeah. really gorgeous. Yeah. But the main, the main course here is the fucking party management and the skills, right? They, they have taken the, a job class system, quote-unquote, and they just layered it in such a beautiful way that they are begging you to break this thing Mm. and this is why this is why i fell in love with this for the first time was that oh i can break this and it like do you when you say break because i want to make sure i'm interpreting this correctly mm -hmm. when you say break you mean basically have such an op character op that you can't be stopped you can't be stopped and i also love that which is where the synergy comes in it's like if i get this synergy just Mm -hmm. right you're fucked so what's beautiful about this is like every job has specific skills an archer can like you know use bows whatever and then like you have high ground and yeah and like again again a beautiful part of this tactics is like high ground extends bow range yeah. crossbows can't shoot in an arch. They have to shoot in a line, but yeah. they are typically more powerful than a bow. Yep. But if you choose bow, you can like have cover and arch your shots, right? Yeah. So like you're thinking about things in this small grid. 3D. Yeah, you're thinking yeah. in a 3D space where like 
it's just beautiful, right? So all these jobs have different have different skills. You then earn as you are that job, you earn points that you can buy the skills, okay? Mm, okay. And that's how you learn them over time. The the beauty of this system is then you can change jobs. Pick one of your other jobs and use it as like a subclass for the new job. Mm, right? Okay, so you can have the skill from it that Yes. And like there's and there's like a passive skill, a uh like a reply skill meaning like a counter or yeah. an intercept, right? There's like different slots that you can learn and then plug in play mm-hmm. with different jobs, right? Yeah. And that's where the breaking comes in, right? Yeah. So let me give you an example. So the monk class, right? Mm-hmm. Is barehanded, they don't fight, but their bare hands become very dangerous, right? But they also have like a chakra ability, okay? So they can be a melee character, right? Mm-hmm. That can shoot their energy from range, right? Okay. So you can use that to your advantage, right? You can also like be a knight for a while and learn how to equip heavy armor. So now you're a monk with heavy armor, which a monk is balanced by not being able to wear heavy armor. Sure. Right? Because they can keep their range. They don't have to take the brunt. But all of a sudden, you can now take a lot of damage and hit from afar. Okay? There is something called a lancer, which is like a spearman. And they have a special ability to jump really high. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. And so they also, they have a passive skill that is ignore height. Right? You can equip this passive skill. So like now let's say you can only jump two squares. With ignore height, you can jump 10 squares. No, there is no wall that can keep you from doing anything. <laughs> so by the end of this game, I am a monk punching from range, right? <laughs> I can't be hurt. I have like the heaviest armor and best armor you can get in the game. Yeah. And I am heightless. So no one can run from me. Yeah. And if I am overwhelmed, I can run anywhere I want and get the fuck away. <laughs> you can do that with every single character you have. Yeah. And it goes much further than that. And this is my last example. There is a character called a mathematician. Yeah. Okay. This person's skills can use any skill from their subclass. Let's say you're a mathematician and you subclass as a black mage. So let's say you have fire three, right? which is like the strongest fire spell or whatever. It's expensive, right? It's going to use a lot of your mana. Mathematicians can use it for free. <laughs> but the way they target things is based on math. The skills you unlock are different numbers. Okay. The first skill you can unlock are prime numbers. Okay. 1, 3, 7, Nine, 11, yeah. whatever. So... And on, so on forever, right? Yeah. I'm not good at math. That's actually <laughs> a lie. I'm actually very good. But prime numbers are like hard, hard to, to, you just yeah, memorize yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there's no pat. there is a pattern, but like it's not one I know or want to learn. So that's what they give you first. So what you do to use these skills, okay? Let's say you're going to attack a prime number with fire three for free. What that means is you then choose what stat in the game you're going to target by. So let's say you choose the level of characters and you're going to attack prime numbers. Any person on the field where their level is a prime number will get hit by this spell, including your party members. 
Let's say you want to do height. The height of the terrain that everyone is on. Oh my gosh. You can then unlock... That is, by the... Okay, so we need to pause here because yeah. this isn't buck-fucking-wild. This, is, this is a buck-fucking-wild... We have talked <laughs> at length about this game yeah. over the last five years. And I have never wanted to play it as badly as I want to play it after you describing this mathematician character, only simply because mm-hmm. it is not a, uh, a character trope that I have ever, ever heard. heard of. And I want to play that. So, And you want to know, can I tell you something really yeah. funny, babe? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you called that wild character in fucking, <gasps> yeah, in Hollow Knight when you were like, it's a magician. Yeah, yeah. And we LOL'd forever about you calling it a magician because we have yeah. no fucking idea where you just pulled so, like, that from. Yeah. So there's a random enemy in Hollow Knight. I just, we, not even I, just some, <laughs> at, at some point we're both calling this enemy a magician. <laughs> and it's just like, wait, what? Why are we calling it a magician? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. I don't know. Oh God! Now I'm 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 gonna play this game. Well, I will say the mathematician's pretty late game. That's okay. Second half. Yeah, yeah. It's and a short. It's a pretty short game, comparative for me for CRPGs and games. Yeah, of that it's nature. like twenty to thirty. Twenty thirty. Hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, I I, I wouldn't be afraid to do research. This yeah. game rewards research because there are dumb things you wouldn't think. Mm, okay. Just for instance, like one of the first skills you get is yell. Okay. Okay. And yell just gives you like. Are we gonna do a second podcast just on Final Fantasy Tactics? Because this sense. I fucking could. If you son- play it, yeah. Okay. If you play it, we'll like revisit it. <laughs> Anyways, like this is just the last thing I'll say about it. One of the first skills you get is yell, right? So you only get experience in battle by doing actions. Mm-hmm. And you can exploit it by attacking your own team members, right? So, like, if you would kill all the enemies except one and then lower their health, they ins- the AI will make them run for their lives. Yes. Okay. And they can't escape. Yeah. So then you get all your party together and you just punch each other. Yeah. And, and heal each other. And then you're just overpowered the rest of the game. If you want to do that. I think that's lame. <laughs> but you could do it. But a, like... Not lame to, way to do it is these passive skills that just boost your charisma or like your your mm-hmm. your confidence is like a there's like layers to this game, but you could just use that. You know, don't go a turn without using something. There's yeah. something you can do that will benefit you and you're gaining experience. Yeah. And like that is not intuitive. Like, oh, I can't reach anybody. I'm just gonna pass my turn. But it. But you could be using every turn to get something from it, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's little things like that that are you and wouldn't I'm, know until like the third, fourth playthrough. Well, but if you research it, you know. Yeah, and I am very familiar in playing those those type of CRPG styles on the hardest mode, where mm-hmm. if you don't use every fucking round of every character, to use every something. round to do yeah. something, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um. Or you know you're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna have to reload. You're gonna roll. You're gonna you know, if you're playing a single save, like you're fucked. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to play this game now. Good. I'm glad. I'm going to have to put it on a roster because I fucking, I, I got to play frog detective. Cause I told James I played and now it's free on game pass. I got to yeah. play. There's a couple finish cyberpunk. Okay. Please. And also there is, yeah, I got to fucking finish the deal. The cyberpunk mm-hmm. DLC. I got to finish. I'm at the, I'm almost rolling credits on the DLC, by the way. Um, good. I'm in the thi- I'm in that whatever mission. 
We'll talk about it okay, soon. Okay, we'll talk about it soon. Um, I gotta play. There's a lot I gotta play that yeah. are is in my my Rolodex, mm-hmm. but I can play that on iPad, right? So mm-hmm. it might be one of those morning bed games for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But James just sent me a like 16 bit. It might even just be 8 bit. No, 16 bit. Cat farm sim. <laughs> Wow, that's like <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, so um, I yeah, so I will be. That's on my list also. So yeah. we're I got a lot. Of, I got there's a lot coming up. Speaking of lists, yeah. What's yeah, your yeah, yeah, final yeah. game number five? So I couldn't do one, and I needed. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I know this is. <laughs> You're shaking your fucking head at me. But I have a reason, and and it makes sense, so fuck you. Um, I love RPGs. I love getting to role play into a character or into, as my friends have learned, I like to make myself into a character into the world and then act how I would act in that world. Um, So I love role-playing games. And what genre of role-playing games in that open world RPG really made me and I'm going to say the fallout games. <gasps> wow. So why I say this is, and, and I, the reason why I said game fallout games is because it is very rare for me to do, um, a, a run of them without doing all of them. Yes. So, I mean, th- this is a perfect example. I mean, a lot of things on this list I got to revisit this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, you saw me go through and play all, you know, mm-hmm. all of the open world, like later, cause obviously, you know, a one and two, I have no way to access. So, Mm-hmm. All of the fallouts. By the way, they are more isometric yeah. top-down yeah, yeah, CRPGs, yeah. so that's interesting. I know. It's interesting. James gives me shit about it all the time because I haven't played them, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I like just never had access to them, so yeah. I, I would have had I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and... Also, because I feel like they have a, a, you know, it's basically I'm just playing. I could have just pl- I played Wasteland, yeah. so like it's just Wasteland. Sure. So <laughs> you know, and I I have played Wastelands, mm-hmm. so I have played all the way. Well, I have played most of the Wastelands, um, and so, but I put my last category as RPGs, and when I think of RPGs that make me, it is the Fallout games. Yeah. And there's a lot of DNA in there. A lot of DNA and a lot I could have unpacked and a lot I you know I could have gone easy and done Skyrim, but to be honest, I don't play Skyrim. I do that's not a lie. That's a lie cuz I did recently You revisited. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a recent I did a recent cuz Skyrim um, did the anniversary version right. where they added survival mechanics yeah, into the game yeah. and then it was a new fucking game for me. Yeah. But I haven't done it as there's the recency bias of mm-hmm. redoing the Fallout games again and then having my fourth or fifth playthrough I think at this juncture for all yeah. of the games and me loving them all. Yeah. Um and meaning 3 New Vegas and 4. Correct. Right. The trifecta, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so finding corners of four yeah. is, and a lot of, there was a lot of criticisms of four. There mm-hmm. was a lot of people who didn't enjoy four and new Vegas is their game. Yeah. Um, and I love new Vegas. Mm-hmm. I really truly do like some, some of the best yes. character in, in writing, um, and any of the, of any of the fallouts for sure. But four has corners of that game 
that absolutely reward you for exploration. And that, as we're kind of circling back to tie a bow on it, Mm -hmm. that I love a game that's going to reward me for exploring. Yeah. And there is no one better at that sans probably from soft Mm -hmm. that is really satisfying for me where there are places in fallout four that you go and you stumble and what's going to be here and what's going to be this and who's going to be there and what story is going to be fucking happening here and what character am i going to fall in love with and Mm -hmm. what secret am i going to find behind this door what is oh this is a random office building and then you get into this office building and you get down and you find a fucking like bank that's been blown up inside and Mm. you just like if you pick lock into a certain door and then suddenly you realize that it someone had dug a, a hole through this office building into the bank next door yeah. that you can get it's like and what's sh- what's really cool they don't always put a bow on that. they don't put a spotlight on that stuff no sometimes it's just if you read the computers and then look around you get the story just by doing you like yeah. oh there's the context well, that's, and that's why there's a hole coming from the second floor you know like yeah, that well, kind of stuff is is really great well and that was the fault those were the 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 um the uh, groping hands, broken brain. Um, <laughs> brain. So sometimes my brain does the thing where mm-hmm. I forget words. Oh, and that. Things. Yeah. If yeah. you don't think about it, it'll I don't, come. yeah. So it'll, if I don't think about it, it'll come, but there, um, the beauty of discovery of those games and knowing that you're going to go into the shelters and discover what its thing is. Yes. But so four did that as well, but then four also just had weird random rooms and things that, you know, there's this, that whole cute way that you have to find the underground railroad. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have to like secretly follow the like red tile Symbols. on the ground, yeah, like yeah, the red yeah. tile on the ground mm-hmm. and like, you know, and it leads you all through this really precarious area. Yeah. And, um, I just, there is so much of that game. Whereas like, I love new Vegas but mm-hmm. you can walk from one end to the other end of New Vegas and see everything that you need that you can mm-hmm. find. And it does this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of it's just like a vast desert, right? That you're just right. walking from one end of, to the desert mm-hmm. to the other. Whereas Fallout 4, you can't walk three fucking steps. Right. Without before, seeing something. Yeah. Before you're suddenly like in a secret. Yeah. You know, oh, I oh, I just stumbled out of the t- the main town and oh, you mm. get a dog. Yeah. And like, you know, the gas station. Y- yeah, the yeah. gas station with it, you get dog mm. meat. Um and so I that's why truly four holds like a really special place in my heart, especially mm. once I got su- went super hard on, hard on that modded run. And yeah. when I say that, I mean I stole your modded run yeah, yeah, yeah. that you had created because the mods you did for like your crazy stealth run yeah. like unlocked something for me. Yeah. Um, and then my most recent one, I did super, I went super hard on the mods for the the base building and I just made Fuck it a base yeah. building game. I yeah, like, yeah. I didn't even engage in the story whatsoever. Where you can delete like stuff that you couldn't delete Yeah, before. yeah, you can so delete good. stuff and I yeah. rebuilt entire cities in that <laughs> game yeah. ba- and like I decorated every sure. fucking room because yeah, yeah, yeah. you could, you know, you could, I, I went, I went, I learned a lot about fucking mods mm-hmm. <laughs> in this most recent. You have to. Yeah, you have to because there's like mod order, everything. Yeah, like, the order could break everything. Yeah, yeah, could, yeah, and did for me many times and then I would have to go kind of um, figure out what it is that broke. Yeah. Um, and that was fun, but 
I, my most recent Fallout 4, I didn't even play the story. I didn't even make it outside of the first, what would be considered maybe 20 hours of the game because I was just like, oh, I'm going to go hard on this like base building like (laughs) because there was just so much fun to it and then it turned Mm. into like a little farm sim for me um so i wanted to close me out with the role playing genre as this huge big category yeah because it was such a it's such a heavy hitter and will encapsulate all like the majority of the games that i play will slide right into that category right so RPG meaning like character creation. Yeah. Uh, In agency a world. over the story. Yeah, I prefer as open a world as can mm. be. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the cyberpunks. Mm-hmm. Even God of War had, even though it has very linear closed off areas, it still felt very openy. Mm-hmm. Where I, I wasn't, it wasn't so linear that I felt like I was just walking door to door right, to door, right. room to room to room. Sure. Um, so as open as it can be, not that that needs to be a prerequisite for a role-playing game, but Mm -hmm. that is in this, that fallout category of exploration. Yeah. Because when a game, when a role-playing game gives me the capability to explore, then I'm, then I, I am sold because very historically this wonderful Bethesda had given me exploration beyond my dreams. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then... And it'll never, ever change. They broke my heart into a thousand pieces. (laughs) I was about to quote a fucking From Autumn to Ashes song. Which was... And then the quote from the From Autumn to Ashes song was a fucking quote from like One Tree Hill. Right, right. Um... Anyway, um, you break my heart into a thousand pieces and you say it's because I deserve better. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So one of my favorite aspects of the Fallout games specifically, even more than Skyrim, is stealth. Mm. I love stealthing. I love clearing buildings in Fallout. In fact, we played uh, Fallout 76 together, which if you're just going to mainline that game, it's kind of worth doing. It's basically free now at some point. Yeah. And like, which we played it just because we wanted to play a, a Fallout. Fallout game together. Yeah, like we wanted to be in that world and get to play a game together. We're already like, if it's a game we can play together, we're in. So yeah. like, in an IP that we love. Yeah, yeah. But then to clear those buildings with yeah. you was like really rewarding for me because that's what I love to do alone. Is like, yeah, crouched slowly picking people apart. Yeah. You know. And the mods do everything to make that better. Yeah. Like true darkness, true stealth. Like they react more to audio than like random code or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, had we been able to get it to work, I think honestly, one of the best games for us would have been the division. Mm-hmm. But because we just couldn't get it to fucking work for us, do you remember that? Yeah, I think something about being on the same IP or something. Something, yeah, the The server just would never fucking click for us. And it was tragic because there were that that clearing of a thing. Like, if can you imagine if you and I could play an Assassin's Creed together? Right, like we're slowly picking apart like a a fortress. Like, can you imagine Odyssey where you start at one end and I start at another? Yeah, yeah. And like, if I. I get something, the guy starts running to the fire and you're on the other side and I can say, hey, get the yeah. fire guy. Yeah, like, fire that's guy, my, fire guy. This yeah, is yeah. my dream. Yeah. Um, so when we got the opportunity to do that in that game, it was mm-hmm. great. 
yeah, it was very satisfying and worth doing. Yeah. Um, so, but my love of stealth, this is my number five, started with this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the music is oh, incredible. Okay. So I'm going to start and then I'll tell you the name of it. Okay. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Listen to this fucking incredible. And I'm, I've been chasing this my whole life. Oh, you mean Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> it's the shadow of night. You're wearing a mask. Snow drops from the sky <laughs> you aim your grappling hook <laughs> anyways did you fucking plan to do that did you write this skit in no. your head no 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 wow yeah i just kind of off the cuff babe mm-hmm. i would have thought that this would have been in your little fucking notes you took to, no. to do this that no. you would have been i did like, like pull up a song because the music especially in yeah. tenchu stealth assassins is the game yeah okay it came out the same year as metal gear solid which okay. was another like oh i i love stealth yeah. like this mm-hmm. is something special to me but i played tenchu first okay. and we're talking ps1 3d graphics yeah i most i did not play most ps1 games yeah ps1 was a good era for me i went hard in the like that was my biggest jrpg time whatever i played everything on the ps1 but this game specifically really did stealth it was almost like i know there were stealth things going on like in pc there was a game series called thief Mm -hmm. which had been like the state like really excellent stealth but this was like bad stealth but it was all i had and it has one of like an incredible soundtrack mm-hmm. of like orchestration of like Eastern instruments and string and like Western stringed instruments and stuff. Really next level. In fact, like I've done a lot of research on this music, and the love of this music is incredible. Like, every YouTube video, the comments are just like, "This is like one of the best soundtracks." Mm-hmm. Like it does things that are fucking wild. Of like. <laughs> An instrument will come halfway through a track that doesn't belong there, and it fucking works. And it's incredible. And what's what I love about stealth is that all, this whole genre is that you are rewarded for patience. And it's like that is a strong suit of me, mm-hmm. and that gets rewarded, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing in this game is you are crouched in the dark. You have an incredible so- soundtrack just playing, and you're watching routes, and you're just like, watching routes right and then you just fucking you know plan your attack it's the same in assassin's creed where it's like okay that guy this guy that guy he won't see me you know Mm -hmm. and you just okay execute and if it goes wrong you better have an exit plan you know like Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do and so this is the beginning of all that for me and the whole aesthetic the voice acting is terrible like there's so much terrible about it that i absolutely adore it and it just was the beginning of my obsession with like, oh, this is my this favorite is, genre. This is yeah. your genre. Yes. And it it is so fucking beautiful that this is your last pick, right? Mm-hmm. Because historically, up until meeting you, yeah. I 
hated stealth. Yeah. I hated stealth games. Mm-hmm. I was a Magnus Russian. Like yeah. I was uh, you doing heavy armor. Heavy armor. Yeah. I was a tank. tank. Yeah. I loved a tank. Um, if I wasn't wizarding, um, <laughs> I loved to rush in. Yeah. And it is you. It is watching you play stealth games. It's mm-hmm. you making me play Dishonored. Yep. Um, it is you. Hitman. Yeah. Is a like good it, example. Oh, so hit. Oh, okay. So yeah. Hitman is a whole wild. <coughs> Hitman. It's was almost different very, than all this. Yeah. Well, Hitman is very special for both of us yeah. because it unlocked something new for you and me together, which mm-hmm. was we are going to solve this puzzle because Hitman yeah. is about puzzles. Yeah, it's a You're puzzle solving game. a puzzle, and yeah. you can solve the puzzle 20 different ways. Right. But there were. But you it's also like couch very, co-op in a way. Yeah. Well, yeah. you and I have very different strengths where mm-hmm. I can see something once yeah. and I know where it is and how it yes. is. And it is in a Rolodex in my brain now for the rest of time. So mm-hmm. we would be doing things and you would have these really crazy wild achievements that you you would have yeah. where it's like, get the clown mask yeah, and yeah, do yeah. the thing. And you're <laughs> like, clown run. Yeah. You're like, what the, where the or fuck a is a clown mask? Yeah. yeah. The vampire. And I was, you're like, where's the vampire costume? And I was like, yeah. Oh, the vampire costume is in the attic. And you're like, it's what? <laughs> and like 30 hours ago, yeah. we were like climbing through the attic and right. you found and like, there was like a vampire thing somewhere. And yep. you're like, how the fuck did you remember that? And I was like, ah, broken brain. Right. Right. Um, but you became my navigator just yeah, like Fortnite. Yeah, you know? Or, and it became us um, brainstorming how we were going to get it. Okay, and mm-hmm. then we would have this one. We had that, remember that we had that one reference point right outside that that one gala? Yes. Where it was like, there was like a level three guard mm-hmm. that if you could get that guard, you basically had access anywhere. Yeah, by the river, I by think. The, yeah, like, yeah, the, by the, by yeah, the, the, by the helicopter. Or, yes, by the yeah. helicopter. <laughs> And you, you could get them early, you like get basically early. right away. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, okay, so that was always our starting yes. point of like, if we can get that, so that guy, gives you freedom, yeah. that gives us freedom anywhere to yeah. go get the other thing that we know the we need to get. Yeah, yeah, vampire, yeah. the clown, the fucking everything. So mm-hmm. I hated stealth. I hated stealth mm-hmm. for sure until you unlocked that for me. And yeah. then, you know, I did the Dishonoreds and then fucking Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Which was then now my like. Yeah. That was it. That where from that point on, I was like, well, I guess I'm a stealth bro now. Yeah, like yeah. I just I'll do, stealth put, I'll do I, a Skyrim bow stealth. Run. I yeah, yeah. well, my God, yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, sneaky Archer was like yeah. from that juncture on yep. was the only like, and I would <laughs> so because it's fu- such a fucking trope. But I did so many Skyrim runs as either you know a mage or yeah. as you know doing dual wielding heavy armor yeah. and so. Many Many iterations of those two that once by the time I made it to Sneaky Archer, um, I never went back because you yeah. can't go back. Once you've done Sneaky Archer, you can never go back. Um you and know, I couldn't specifically about Skyrim, the Sneaky Archer run, like the the intensity of a random cave completely changes. And what I mean by that yeah. is if you have two axes and heavy armor. You're going to see that cave like 35 seconds, right? Yep. You're going to yep. tear through every enemy. You're going to loot every single piece. Yep. When you're a sneaky archer, you're crouched. Yeah. You're watching. You're listening. You're yeah. peeking around corners. And you're it's headshotting. It's a different fo- game. It's a it's different, a different game. game. And it's that feeling yeah. started with Tenchu the, and that I have been chasing the rest of my life. Because yeah. it's like. Tension. The tension. tension. Yeah. 
Yeah. Are you going to get caught? What are yeah. you going to do with the body? What are you, Absolutely. you know, like, did anyone hear you? Like, yeah, for sure. And, and this is your genre yes. for sure. Like if there is an, an extra points, if it's set in Japan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if there is a sneaky, a, a sneaky aspect of a game, like mm-hmm. up your fucking alley. For sure. Um, so I love that that's. Yeah, really. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. I think we did it. That's our list. Five games yeah. and a whole lot of other games. Yeah. That made us. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier. Yes. I had um, alluded to a last game. Oh, yes. That makes us. That makes us. And I think this should be our, like, you know, roll credits game. Um, we've rolled credits and this is the. Uh... Well, let me. We have credits. You ready? No, no. Okay. What do you mean? Okay. Uh, I was using roll credits as an honorable mention, not as the as a. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the credits to the podcast now, and then we're gonna end on this conversation. Okay. Okay. All right. Gaming Ever After is brought to you by me, Andrew. Wow. Go fuck yourself. And my beautiful wife, Jade. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> Music is an eight-bit cover of "Will You Dance" by The Bird and the Bee, produced by the endlessly talented Logan Hart. Yes. Yes. At Logan Hart Beat on Instagram. Artwork done by the wonderful Dot Rat can be found at D-O-T-R-A underscore T on Twitter. What is the game that made us? Yeah. I have a game in my head. Do you have one in yours? I want you to think about... Game that made us. There's just so many, though. I know. I, I want to exclude any game we talked about today. So we can't do a Fortnite. Okay. Okay. Do you have, because I think if Are you, you going to be specific? Yeah. To exactly which one? Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to elaborate. Because here's what I know what you're thinking and it's not what I'm thinking. Okay. And when I say what I'm thinking, you're going to be like, fuck you, fuck, that's right. Give me a moment. Okay. I want to. I can do this. I know. Send it to me with your thoughts. I will I will give you the tiniest hint. This is a game that is one of the big reasons we wanted to not play split screen anymore. And when we could then play it on two screens, we then went to play it infinite times again. And I do know it then. Yeah. But I don't know which one though. No. Okay. I know my favorite one. I'm just going to go with my favorite one. Okay. But maybe I'm wrong with the, what it is. So. Yeah. Because we started split screen and then went. I know. I know. I, it was not a good hint. Okay. I fucked up. Um, so for me, and I'll talk about why I think this game that, I was, that I'm going to mention <laughs> okay. is I'm going to just explain why this yeah. is the one for me that this is the game. Um, this game... Um, truly played to both of our skill sets Mm -hmm. um, because the nature of the game is so (sighs) dropping you in the middle of nowhere and you just kind of have to figure everything out and you have to be, it it is not an easy game if you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you don't know where the fuck you're going and you don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I know. Um, And, 
this game uh, plays to our strengths together for sure because I think fundamentally you are better at video games than me um, to the degree of being tactical or being or, or thinking the 3D chess into the next place or mm-hmm. planning and being strategic of what we're going to do next kind of thing. And But my strength is like, if I've been somewhere once in a video game, mm-hmm. I know it for the rest of my life. Yeah. And in this game specifically, there, there is no map. Yeah, there's no there's mini no, map. There's yep. no mini map. There's, there's no, no marker on the There's one no map. markers. Yeah. You have a fucking wild, like... 2D map that mm-hmm. ha- is does not tell you much. Du- it is a mountain is the one single landmark that yes. you can use as a reference point for everything. But I would know. Oh, we got to go left here. We got to go right mm-hmm. here. Um, and that game is outward. Yeah. And absolutely. So you were gonna banger. do probably the prequel, right? Borderlands, the, the, the prequel, pre-sequel. To the pre the prequel, yes. to the, sequ- the sequel. Yeah, because yeah. that was also a split yeah. screen yeah. and. And it's like a silly game, yeah, which we're yeah. pretty silly. Which so. is you, it, which yeah. is again lots of dicks, lots of fart jokes, yes. lots of being fucking dumb. Plays yep. off my strengths of getting sure. to be a Luke Goblin and steal all. But the you're 100 percent right that outward struck a fucking chord because it, it was so such a great duos game. Yeah, and it was such like no other open world fantasy game mm-hmm. lets you co-op the way it fucking did. Yeah, and. If you don't replay it, you don't get the full story. Right. And so, much like Borderlands, we were going to play it again. And we were going to go through the Mm -hmm. different factions together, which meant we were going to play differently Mm -hmm. and, like, do different things. Mm -hmm. And then, again, I just became an archer every time because (laughs) I ended up... It was so satisfying. I just loved it in that game. But it was not into that game was not into it i remember when no. we first started, we're like what the fuck are we supposed to do and yeah. we're like just slowly- surviving a day was like a huge goal yeah you know yeah. like yeah. oh we survived the night because it was yeah. too cold and yeah. we were hungry yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah or when we got to that first camp and yes. do you remember we just kited everybody absolutely like <laughs> we set up camp outside <laughs> <laughs> we set up camp outside slowly picked every one person off at a time off at a time yeah. making sure that they would you not would be bow seen. them over and then yeah. we would two on one i would kite yeah. them yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then you would hit them but then i would try to pull so my them. first build was a melee build yeah and then i discovered the fucking rune magic yeah which was yeah. in unstoppable it was right. really op honestly but so, I've never played a magic system like that where yeah. you have four runes and you map them to four different buttons. And that's if you want, by the way. You do whatever you want. But there are four runes. You map them to your face buttons, right? And then based on the combination of runes that you use, a different spell happens, right? Yeah. So like triangle circle is like, oh, I'm going to lay a trap on the ground and then we're going to kite enemies into it and they fucking explode. Or triangle X is like, I summon a spectral sword and now I can melee, you know. But it was so wild of a system because in the heat of a battle, you got a fucking memory. You had better have all those fucking runes memorized because it doesn't just tell you what the buttons are. And the advanced rune. So level one runes are two combinations. Yeah. 
advanced runes are like three or four. I don't yeah. even remember, but yeah. they were in my brain. Like yeah. I could heal, I could shoot a fucking like yeah. energy ball, yeah. real, and I knew them all. And like you said, like under pressure, like that's that fucking Mega Man X shit. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I can yeah. memorize this, you know, memorize this. We're shit. gonna have to do an outward run Just soon. Just the babe. whole run, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have five places. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but the future outrun for or outward for us is light no fire interesting that have you looked at it since the game no Awards? no that's gonna be oh, our shit okay babe. okay i i mean we're gonna have to do an hour run also again yes. soon um for the nostalgia's sake um but yeah i think that is the game mm-hmm. it is pr- probably one of the first for us where it wasn't just because here's the thing about the borderlands games mm-hmm. We were just looting and shooting, right? Because that's what... The Borderlands games are looting and shooting. Not that difficult, yeah. What Outward did for us is found where you and I have very particular set of skills Mm -hmm. and let them synergize together. It required both. And it required both of us to solve the puzzles of Mm -hmm. what the fuck we were going to do. Because that game is punishing. And we would always play on like the hardest setting. So we were getting anything... Any character, any we had a enemy. hardcore mode, right? Yeah. Where permadeath. Yeah, permadeath. Yeah. 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 We had a whole full run where we yeah. ran permadeath. Um, we and we very specifically because there there is an option in um, the outward games to have legacy gear where like you could yes. get like a, your super amazing bow or whatever, and you can leave it to your and next you could character. leave it to your next character. And we were just like, nah. We're gonna start from scratch. Start from scratch because it, it didn't feel right. No, and honestly. Everything in that game could one-shot you. Yeah. Every if fucking you, like, thing. Look in, away for a second. You would you're, get punished. You're dead. Yeah. You're yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're literally dead. Like you cannot be hit by anything in that game. Do you remember the first big monster on the top of that mountain? You get like a rusted yeah. sword or something yeah, yeah, from yeah. it. Yeah. Like that was wasn't that the first big monster yeah. we took down? We were like, what the fuck? Like what the fuck yeah. is this? And then we just fucking strategized yeah where we were pulling back and forth basically yeah, pulling it back yeah, and yeah, forth because yeah. it would it would aggro and yes, then you'd yeah. yeah yeah but like that kind of teamwork like it really demanded us if we were it was just yeah, because it was if very you demanding. died like i couldn't come res you you would die and go <laughs> back to the fucking camp mm-hmm. like and like that shit was wild yeah we're gonna have to revisit that. Yeah, we're gonna have to revisit it. And and there's, there's just, a definite definitive edition. I wonder. Did we play? We didn't do definitive. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. So yeah, we ha- This is, I think, the perfect way to close this game out Absolutely. is to talk about this beautiful game that nobody else in the entire world that we know has ever played. And it, it has like a like it is just not a game where I go to my friends and be like, "Hey, I recommend this game outward to you." No. But for you and I specifically, no fucking mini map, no mm-hmm. map markers. Yeah. We are like slumming it out in the world, and like everything is dangerous. There. It's not like we're going out and we're we're we are going through bandit camps and slaughtering right. everything. There is no doing that in this game. No. Every single cave, mm-hmm. every single the actual bandit camp, every mm-hmm. single place that you go, we were like taking our time, watching a route, yeah. spotting it, spotting yeah. it, everything, mm-hmm. figuring out picking how a route, like picking you said, a route. Yeah. What like, how are, are we, we going to do this? this? Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. And stunning experience. Yeah. And I loved it. And yeah. I love you. I love you too, babe. You're my favorite person. You're my favorite person. And this is, I'm glad that I get to talk about my favorite things with my favorite person. <laughs> yes. We got really lucky. <laughs> yeah.
fucking nerd. All right, dicks. Fuck, I was going to do it. Ugh! You just looked at me with your stupid fucking perfect face. And I was like, I had like, right when we go, ah, and I was going to go dicks because that's my thing. And you fucking took it from me. Perfectly, though. Dicks. Oh, you son of a bitch.